Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, guys. We're in December. We've done Thanksgiving and we've gotten victory reports. I'm going to have one tonight. We're going to have a testimony. And guess what? We've got a whole month to be praying for many, many, many more miracles. And God is a God of miracles. And we're so excited to have everybody here. And I just met a gentleman that was here four years ago and now he's here again from Georgia. So praise the Lord. We've got people from out of town and we're just thrilled to have everybody here. I'm going to be opening up with Luke chapter uh, 3. I'm just going to mention it. But I'm going to be talking about my favorite Christmas story. And um, actually, I'm going to skip John the Baptist was the beginning. And if we don't understand in John, Luke number 3, you will read it in a few minutes or seconds, actually. But Luke chapter 3, it tells us that God sent John the Baptist before Jesus was born to proclaim and to say what the message was. So if we'll just flip to Luke chapter 3, we will open up the Bible and we will be in it in a little while in much more intensity. But John the Baptist was born to Zachariah and Elizabeth, and we will hear about that in a few minutes. But in John chapter 3, verse 2, it says, During the high priesthood of, of Annas and Capias, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the desert. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Right there are some big words that we need to underline or circle or star, and we need to be able to pray for the repentance of all of our loved ones, our husbands, our wives, our children, our mothers, our fathers, our aunts, uncles, and cousins, and then we can go straight to all the co-workers and people that you know in the world. Um, realm, and we need to pray for their salvation. Because I just believe if the Lord came tonight, and he is coming. If you don't think he's coming, look what's been happening lately. But we need to understand that when we stand before God, there's not going to be anybody there with us. And he is going to say, why didn't you tell so-and-so about the Lord Jesus Christ? And we've got no one to defend us but ourselves. And so I think we have to continue to say, Lord, give me the boldness to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can know that we're saved. We can know our husband is saved. Even our children are saved. 
But I believe he's going to hold us accountable that we do not proclaim his gospel each and every day. And that's what we've got to be positive about. That we don't have any regrets. And so it says here that he was supposed to preach a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And as is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled and, and every mountain and hill made low. The crooked road shall become straight and the rough ways smooth. And all mankind will see salvation because Jesus Christ came to seek and save the lost. And Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And my prayer tonight for everyone, including Facebook Live, is that we all will know him by those names. That we know he is a wonderful counselor. He is our wonderful counselor. Every day we're alone and we don't know what to do. We, all we have to do is pray. We need to know he's a mighty God. He can do anything. Nothing is too hard. He's an everlasting father, and he's prince of peace. And if you do not have peace tonight, I am praying that you will tonight feel the prince of peace. Wherever you are, you don't have to be in this room. All you have to do is hear my voice, or you can see us tonight live. But I'm saying you want to ask the Lord to give you the peace that is beyond understanding. And there is Nothing that is too hard for God to give us. And he wants us to live in peace and joy. He wants us to radiate Jesus Christ. He doesn't want us depressed and, and, and broken. He wants to put us together and mold us and make us to the woman or man of God. And he's given us an assignment, no doubt about it. But he wants us to radiate the Lord. All the time we are fighting for our family and fighting and telling the devil, get away from us, flee from us in the name of Jesus. Flee from us. In 1 Peter 5, 8, he gives us authority. The Lord's given us authority to say, devil, leave us right now in the name of Jesus. But we must put on the blood of Jesus. We must put a hedge of protection around us. We must put on the armor of God. We must do what we're supposed to do, and then he will do the rest. And greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Now, that is just my beginning. So we've got a long way to go, and I need to zip it, and I need to say, okay, I can just teach, and we'll miss all the other goodies that we've got for you. So we want you to all have a Merry Christmas. This is just the beginning, and I am saying it now, and I'll be saying it for probably two hours. I want you to have the joy of the Lord and radiate the Lord and have victory in the midst of a maybe a lonely Christmas. But you don't, you're not alone. You're, the Lord is with you. He is your husband, and it says that in Isaiah 54. So we need 
to understand that you are never, never alone. You will never be forsaken. You will never be abandoned. You will never be rejected by your Lord. And that is what you must believe, and he is faithful to give it to us. Lord, we just give you the praise. We give you the glory and honor for what you do every month when we meet. Lord, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are here. Without you here, I am nothing. So, Lord, fill me up with the Holy Spirit, and may you teach through me. May you touch my tongue with a hot coal, and I only speak the very words that you have come out of my mouth. It says that you will give me the words to speak. And, Lord, I just praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for your grace your mercy, and for your love. It is sufficient. And we just ask that you would bring all the people from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And we ask the ones that are on the road to give them travel mercies. And Lord, we ask that you will start preparing our hearts to be ready for Christmas and be ready to do what we need to do for our children who are the victims of divorce. Lord, we ask that you would be with every one of our husbands or wives that are, are gone astray, that have been taken captive by the enemy. And we ask that you will touch them right now and they feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and you will speak to them very loudly to come home to you, Father, and come home to their family. And may you turn the volume up every day louder and louder and louder till the 25th, 26th, 27th. I don't care what day it is, but keep turning the volume up till they obey you. And Lord, we are not waiting five years or 10 years. We're asking you to knock down the Jericho wall quickly and suddenly. We are asking you that the days are short and we are asking you to move the mountains and melt them like wax. We're asking you to speak to them warnings for the wrongdoings that they're doing. And that you would give them sleepless nights. And it says that you will speak to them in dreams and visions in Job 33. And we ask that you would do all that needs to be done to turn them, their heart to you. Because that's the most important and then they would be obedient the rest of the way. And we trust you completely. We're letting go and letting God. And we give you all the praise and the glory for what you're going to do around the world this entire month and through the new year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're so glad to have you with us. We're going to sing two songs. One is going to be Christmas and one is going to be a regular song tonight. We're going to sing up and worship the King and King. Heart the Herald Angels Sing and the next one in Christ alone.
Well, we are glad you're here. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. And we want to um, let you know that after the meeting, if it's your first time, we would love for you to meet with Charlene for a few minutes at the round table where the children are now. They're going to be uh, they're going to be out and having some snacks, and you can meet with Charlene so she can let you know what's available, resources we have, and, and what we have for you. So please take the time to meet with Charlene just a few minutes after before you get your refreshments, okay? Um, with Christmas coming, we have a couple special gifts for you. And one you see wrapped in front of you, and that is a beautiful book by Billy Graham. So we hope that you will enjoy that. Uh, we also have a second wonderful uh, daily Bible. If you don't have one of these, this is really awesome. Uh, if you'll do this daily, you'll actually read through the New Testament. Uh, let me get my facts here right. Twice. The Old Testament once. Psalms twice and Proverbs 12 times. So it's an awesome way to get the word in your heart, get it planted, rooted, and just to meditate on God's word where we know there is peace and there is life. Amen. So um, if you want this, they're on the back table. You can stop by and get one after the meeting is over. Um, next, we have birthdays and anniversaries uh, for December. So if you have, let's start with birthdays. If you have a birthday, anyone on this side, birthday in December? Okay. When? Okay. <laughs> When is your birthday? Seventeenth. Happy birthday. Anyone else on this side for birthdays? When is yours? No? Okay. Any? No, birthdays first. Any birthdays over here? Birthday? Fourteenth. Happy birthday. Sixteenth. Okay, awesome. I'm December 30th, so I'm I'm birthday too. <laughs> okay, anniversaries. How about and, anniversaries for and December? Lori, just to add, is December 17th, and she's not here, but, and also her grand, her own daughter is December 30th. So the same Ashley's. as mine? Oh, cool. We have Ashley's. Oh, he's pitching out. Okay, so anniversaries. Okay, your seat? Uh, December 31st. 18 years, praise God. Amen. Yes, amen. Who else? Okay, and 34 years. Yes. December 4th, how many years? Yes, next. December 7th, 23 years. Praise God, praise God. Anyone else for? 15 years, praise God, to God the glory. Mine's also December 12th, and it would be 34 years. So I'm, I'm a work in progress right now. We're, we're getting there. We're, we're a, a restoration in process. I'm not remarried yet, but it's coming. It's coming. God is good. It is coming. So uh, one, oh, if you have a birthday or anniversary this month, we do have a free gift for you on the back table. You can choose from a CD or book. The, the, um, the workers there will let you know what you can take as a free gift from us this month for your birthday or anniversary. Okay, so enjoy. Um, lastly, we know that December and uh, financial issues sometimes come up with us giving our children gifts. So there was uh, the drama department at the Highlands Christian Academy did a toy drive. And Rejoice Marriage Ministry was part of that toy drive. So after the meeting, if you are in need of some assistance um, for toys for your children, we have a table that is behind the screen here. And you're welcome to go back and see what's available and take a couple things for your children. Okay, so that was a real big blessing from Highlands Christian Academy. 
Okay. So praise God. You're all here. Thank you so much again for coming. We're going to have a blessed night. We're just getting started. And um, I believe Charlene's going to come back. And we're going to have some testimonies tonight. So we know we are always encouraged. We love to hear the testimonies, no matter how great or how small. It's encouraging to us. And it renews our hope. And it, it keeps us focused that God is always working. Amen. He never sleeps or slumbers. He's always in control. So back to Charlene. And we're going to have a special testimony that I just got today. And the email this morning, uh, actually a text from somebody that I know personally that used to attend this Bible study. And so Michelle is going to come up and read it for me because it's a praise from Thanksgiving. And she just sent it to us. And if you had a praise for Thanksgiving, please send it to us because it's never too late to give God the glory and honor for even a little nugget of gold. And we need to be ready and to be want to praise the Lord. God wants us to praise him. And he wants those praises. So this is from uh, Vicki um, from Virginia West, Virginia, West Virginia. And so she is probably watching us. And this happens to be one of her girlfriends that was here with her when they were together standing. And they're still standing just from distance. So we're going to hear her uh, written testimony, and she's going to read it. I hope I don't mess this up for her. <laughs> All right, so from Victoria. When I first began my stand, it didn't come with instructions, just a conviction to stand. In the beginning, my brokenness, my heart, my heartache and pain caused me to run to God. And in the midst of all this, life was still going on. Oh, this one? Oh, sorry. I'm going to start over. <laughs> when I first began my stand, it didn't come with instructions, just a conviction to stand. In the beginning, my brokenness, my heartache, and my pain caused me to run to God. And in the midst of all of this, life was still going on. How did one stand and heal and fight when it seemed that the world was not slowing to let you catch up to breathe? As I began my walk with God and my stand for marriage restoration, God put me in situations, circumstances that I didn't have answers for. There was a right way and then there was my way. The right way was applying the little that I did know about God. Forgive, love deeply, pray about everything. Not a lot to go on, but boy, how it covered and applied to every situation. So I did what was hard. I forgave, I chose love, I prayed about everything, even when my heart was in pieces with tears streaming down my face. Did I see the fruit of the choices right away? No. And sometimes that made it even harder to continue to do the right thing. But through it came my healing. Through it came my husband's hard heart being made soft towards me. Amen. Today, I stand amazed at all God has done because I, would have this I wouldn't have this testimony to write if it was not for God himself. I did nothing of my own. I didn't pray more, fast more, or change anything. It was all God and all those tiny little decisions when I chose him way back when that led to this. My husband entered into a non-covenant relationship almost three years ago. Since then, he has also had a covenant child. 
In the natural, just hearing the circumstances, you would think that my situation would look bleak or seem like a larger mountain to move. However, nothing is impossible for God. This year, for the first time since the birth of our granddaughter, two years ago, we were able to make plans to go back home to have Thanksgiving with my family. My husband and I are often in contact, so I invited him and his family to spend Thanksgiving with us. I remember thinking, what kind of door did I open? But I knew that if it happened, that God would give me the grace to deal with it and just honestly wanted to bless my husband with being able to see our boys. As Thanksgiving approached, he told me he was coming and was coming alone, but could only stay one day. Two days before Thanksgiving, my husband messaged me and says he has a surprise. He told me he was coming alone and staying through Saturday. That is the sovereign hand of God. Amen. God says in his word that he does exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. I was so content to, to get Friday. I never thought of praying or asking for Thanksgiving too, but there is so much more. His mother and I have always remained close. My mother died when I was young, and I have known his mother from when I was young, and she has been like a mother to me for over 25 years. Every time we were, every time we have Thanksgiving at my family's, she's always invited and welcomed by my family, and this year was no exception. She was supposed to be there through Thanksgiving, knowing her son was coming on Friday and leaving that day. They have not spoken or seen each other since he left many years ago. I mentioned to my husband that his mother would be there and asked him if it would be a problem. He said it wouldn't. God restored so much this Thanksgiving. After many years, he was reconciled to his mother and my family, whom has not, who has not seen since the day he left. There were tears of joys. Tears of joy, kisses, and hugs from everyone. I was able to spend two days and two nights with him, and I have seen the work of God in his life. During his visit, he would say things, I, and I would chuckle to myself and inside and think, I knew that because I have been praying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing to see the move of God. Some seasons, you some seasons you go weeks, months, maybe even years praying, confessing, fighting, doubt, and standing on, on what the word of God says. God says his word goes out and it does not return void, but accomplishes that for which he sent it. When you speak the word of God, you are sending his word out. When I would speak to my husband, he would tell me all the good things that were happening in his, in his life. I believe God was working on things when I was confessing in the dark, quiet times, back then, even when I wasn't seeing anything happen. Happening, sorry. We have a mighty God who can and, do, and is doing more than we could ever hope and dream or imagine. We serve and have an amazing God. He is good in all his ways, and all he does is good. I can't imagine what my life would be like And no, I had, I had to choose to do things my way. I would not have this testimony today. 
We would not have seen or, sent Thanksgiving, or spent Thanksgiving with my husband. God is faithful always to all his promises. Amen. 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 Yes. That is just, that is just the beginning of testimonies that we're going to see over and over and over again this, this month. So believe, believe, believe. Okay, go. Uh, I just, I have one little testimony. Hello? Yep. So um, I've been standing for my marriage for a while, too. Um, and this year, I prayed. Um, my husband and I, our birthday is in November. And I prayed, Lord, um, I want to spend our birthdays together. And it was hard because he wouldn't acknowledge my birthday for years. Um, I would see him, but he wouldn't say happy birthday or anything. So um, this year, he actually, I got to see him for his birthday. And he made the effort to bring himself over for his own birthday. <laughs> and then um, for my birthday, he actually called me the moment he woke up and wished me a happy birthday and then spent um, some time with me that day as well. And, um, and then, of course, uh, Thanksgiving, we, we did get to see each other and, and spend some time together as well. So that was huge because it's it is for him huge. to acknowledge and actually say happy birthday was a blessing. So and I was see happy. him on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. also. Yes, amen. So God is moving. Thank you, dear. So it's, I just had to call Michelle, or actually Lori called Lori, Michelle, and said, we've got an, uh, a testimony for Victoria, and they used to sit here together all the time in another place where we were much smaller. And I said, well, I'm going to let her read it because it's her friend that they've been, and they're still friends and praying now. Now, what happened for the last month? I don't want to shut the door, but if there is something that happened on Thanksgiving or something that is just short and sweet, we would love you to come up and share if God has moved something. So just get in line, just stand in line so we know, boom, boom, we're just going to do it. And... Uh, so, but we want to give God the glory and honor, and if we've got testimonies, we don't want to shut the, shut the door. If you've been with your spouse on Thanksgiving, you better get up and tell us. Because Beverly said that I had to come up here. Oh, no, that's right. I believe, I agree with you. So, so here I am. Um, You're obedient, Susan. I'm trying. My husband was home for about a year. We've been married for five years, and then he left, and then he... Um, came back, we were together for another year, and then about, I guess in September he, in September he took off again. So I just decided, you know what, I'm not chasing you, I'm not calling you, I'm just going to shut up and pray, like my one friend Bonnie says, and stop being the Holy Spirit, like Charlene <laughs> says. And I really started, the Lord started to show me that, yes, I was, I, I really believe now that I manipulated the whole thing into him coming home earlier and it was premature he wasn't ready and it was a disaster and he left so i really focused in even more on praying and really learning the lesson that god was my husband Amen. he was my husband if there was a problem on the roof god was going to show me how to patch that roof he was going to show me how to fix that thing in the car or whatever and that's exactly what started to happen Amen. and 
a couple of days before Thanksgiving, I just decided, you know what, I'm not gonna go anywhere even though there's lots of invitations. I just, I'm gonna stay home and do what I would normally do, which is to cook a nice dinner. I'll enjoy it myself. I'll watch TV and do all the Amen. things we, we always did. Because <laughs> that was another thing that I had learned is that my life could not stop because of him. And regardless of what he was doing, I had to be responsible for my end of things and, and take care of my life. So a couple of days before Thanksgiving, there's this random phone call and it was him. And the first question he said was, well, how's the cat? Is the dog okay? <laughs> and I thought, and then he kind of ekes out this little, little self-invitation, you know, do you think I could come by on Thanksgiving? So I didn't, I didn't question, I didn't badger, I just said, of course, sure, please do. And he came for Thanksgiving. Um, we had a wonderful, wonderful day. It was like nothing had ever changed between us, but, but I really had to work hard to, to not zip, your lips. zip those lips, that's right. <laughs> and, but he, he came with flowers, and then he came with a bouquet of flowers for oh, our neighbor, who was sort of like our mom, and, and he went over oh, to see her. And awesome. then he, ever since Thanksgiving, he has been by every single day, or he's called. Hallelujah. But I tell you, you can't give up and you cannot look at the Amen. circumstances because one of the biggest revelations he shared with me was that he is still going to church, but he's been kind of like living on couch to couch with one of his buddies. And one of his buddies said, you know, I don't know what's wrong with you, man. You got a really nice wife and a beautiful home. Why don't you just go home? Amen. So, I, you know, thank you, Lord, for this friend. But... <laughs> But pray you, for the friends, remember? And that's what I had prayed was that the Lord would bring people into his life to expose Amen. whatever was wrong. So, so I tell you, you, you just can't give up and because what would have happened if I had given up? And Amen. now I see the shift is very real in him. Amen. And it's just baby steps and just continued prayer. So please, please don't give up. I mean, Amen. don't look at the circumstances, but you just cannot give up. Oh, I'm glad you came up. Well, thank you. God would have been very un unhappy. Come. He would have said, you just got that huge praise. This is. This is Phil. I just want to share something that, you know, I think many, where many of us are at, you know, and I think it's really powerful because I was thinking about it. Sometimes we go through failures like this weekend, you know, my wife, like I said, you know, I had kind of dragged it out, but I had to go and I'd forgotten about it, but, you know, I had to go and take my name off the account and I was kind of bitter and angry and I made a fuss about it but you know the, the interesting thing I think I learned from that lesson you know because God didn't say anything right away but later God said no why are we why are we holding on my wife said the same thing but I was angry about it because you know what it is many of us we're still holding on to the past memories God's like look remember before a new foundation has to be laid the old foundation has to be torn down and sometimes it may be going kind of in parallel and we're like well how's that happening see our minds don't understand what god is doing so i'm just trying to remind you that um and god has given me opportunities you know what god told me at the end of the day remember as i was driving here i want you to think about the fact that you're only a steward of what you've been given what does that mean look we can't control our family our children our wife i mean our spouse there are gifts from god we're just there to interact as God leads. And you know what I tell you, you know, um, Charlene, like about, I think it was a month ago, you know, for several of the men or the men that showed up on, it was a Monday night where we were over at Gigi's and she gave us a book by Stormy O'Martian. It's called, you know, praying. How to love your, how to love, pray for your spouse. Pay your for your wife. spouse. Praying for, what is for, it? Husband. The power, power of a praying. praying. 
husband. And there I it is. And I encourage the women to get the same equivalent. And what I also did, I want to tell you this, because remember, at the end of the day, the children are going through their own challenges as that. Yeah. And I went, I went and also picked up the power of a praying parent. And I'll tell you, people will say, well, it's formulaic. But look, the devil always will give you arguments why not to do something. Why not pour prayer over your Amen. children? Why not pour prayer over your spouse? Because look, prayer, praise, and worship and letting go, you know, are the greatest things. And God is working. Let me tell you something. The other thing is I know my spouse and my daughter are going to go away, you know, whatever. And see, here's the thing. For many of you, you may be spending... Christmas or holidays alone. But look, rather than you getting wrapped up into yourself, you know what? Use this as an opportunity to reach out because you know what God showed me? Amen. The love that's locked into many of us. There's a world that needs it. And God is Amen. using this as an opportunity for us to grow in that area. Don't, don't keep looking at it like, but God, you're not restoring my marriage. See, that's the problem. We keep looking at it the same old way. And God's like, look, stop looking at it the same old way. I got so much more for your life. It's not just about materials. It's about having the joy, peace, and love. Because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. You know, you know you're going to see your family restored. You know you're going to see your spouse restored. It's not a matter of whether. God's word says it. So while we're waiting and allowing God to work and we're pouring prayers, let us not grow weary of doing good. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Amen. And one last thing I did want to say is this. Um, you know, it does help when you have spiritual leadership. I go to a church, you know, that Apostle Jonas Clark speaks. And one of the things, and I don't think just him, but I think there are other godly church leaders that are, he put the vision out of build, restore, and govern. What does that mean? At the end of the day, God wants to build a new and a better family and restore what was the enemy has taken. And govern, and at the end of the day, you know, govern, you know, just like how Christ will be governing on the earth. Govern in a righteous and a loving way. And that's what we all want in our hearts, in our lives, in our families, and for this country. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Hi there. Just say your first name. Hey, my first name is Magda. And um, can you hear? Move it closer. Closer. <laughs> there you go. I am. My story very close to your story. Um, I got divorced, and um, I asked for divorce because it was so much pain. And um, and then my husband bought a house one mile from me. And just the thought of seeing him, you know, driving close to me was in so much pain that I decided to move to another state. And I came to Florida. And I thought, and I thought the divorce is over, you know. And uh, I was not one week here in Florida. And I met Ingrid. And then she told me about Rejoice Marriage Ministries. And I started. You did not. You ran from God, but God followed you. <laughs> and then I just learned that uh, divorce was not over. That everything that I was feeling in my heart, and I saw you, all you guys, and I saw, oh my God, they just feel the same way, way that I do. I feel as my husband as one flesh. Yes. And, every, and I was not crazy. All these things was just amazing. And then God touched my heart, and I moved back to Texas in July. I remodeled my house. I prepared my house to receive my husband back. And, um, and then I had some issues with blood, war, uh, blood pressure, and he came to help me. Wow. And I saw a tear on his eyes. Oh. And I asked him to put my head on his shoulder, and I, I did. And he you know, touched my hair, and he took me to the doctor. And then for Thanksgiving, he spent the Thanksgiving with me and my son oh, and, uh, you know, four Lord. days with us. So 
It's just little by little, and um, you know, I cannot look at the circumstances. I'm slipping my lips, <laughs> and I'm just learning. And I, I took a vacation just to recharge and visit to you guys. So I'm here oh. just, you know, until the, you know, Saturday. And I just need a boost, you know, again, too, because he's dating somebody, and it's just, it's a heartbreaking, you know, when you see, and just, he cannot see me yet, you know. So I'm praying for him to, asking God to remove, you know, the, the scales and everything, Amen. and he can see. So anyway, I just want to sh share my testimony and give you hope, and don't give up. <laughs> Thank you, you so much for coming. Came from Texas. Okay, Georgia, you lost now. <laughs> Hi. Good. Good evening, everyone. I talk really loud. I really don't need a microphone. Let's <laughs> give your first. Yes, my name is Kiera, and um, I'm new here. My first month was last month. I really oh, enjoyed it. Yes, great. I found you Welcome online. Back. Yes, I found Amen. I found you all online a couple of months ago, and I've. Every single day I was on your website, yeah. and every morning I wake up at 2 a.m. and read the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every morning I read all of the uh, devotionals. You're not and, by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they're so encouraging. And and uh, my husband and I had been separated um, almost six months, and I had not seen him, and there was no communication whatsoever. And you know, you know, when you feel like your soul is being ripped apart, um, when you, you've been with someone every day for five years and then all of a sudden that's, that's gone. And so um, one thing I did do was dive into the presence of God and I, I said there's no really another human, human being that I speak to more than God. There's not yeah. another person that I would rather get advice from. And so throughout this entire experience, God has been leading me step by step through every stage of this journey and uh, we had not seen each other had not had communication and God would always warn me when something was coming he would always okay and just out of the blue and, and the Holy Spirit is not random I feel I because like what are you talking about why are you you know and he would just tell me you know by the time he gets to you, he will have gone and apologized to everybody that he needed to apologize to. I'm like, oh, really? Okay, okay, well, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know? And so I'm sitting in church a couple of weeks ago, and my phone starts blowing up. I'm on the front row, you know, nice size church, too. And <laughs> so I'm sitting on the front row, and my, my cell phone starts buzz. And they're like, your husband is here. Your husband is here. He's sitting in the back. I had not seen him in five months. <laughs> And the following day is when the Holy Spirit told me that he was going to start to reconcile other relationships with our leaders, wow. our pastors, our mentors. And he said, before he gets to you, so don't worry about it. And I said, okay, all right, because I was kind of getting a little antsy because I'm like, well, where's my phone call? I haven't, you know, I haven't got my phone What happened? You know? And so, Jealousy. yeah, you know, <laughs> by the time I got to my phone, my mentor called me. She said, I just had lunch with your husband. And I said, oh, okay, so today was my mediation. And I still hadn't seen him, and I'm like, okay, this is my first time seeing him, and Lord, you choose today. <laughs> this is the day, is this my meetup? You know, is this the day? And so I walked into the office, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and he said, do not argue over anything. Whatever he wants, give it. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? I'm like, we talking about, you know, you know, we talking about millions. No, okay, 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 okay. And so God said, don't argue, don't haggle over anything. Whatever he insists on giving, sign the papers, give it over. 
And I said, okay, okay, fine. So I told my attorney, I said, don't argue. If he wants it, give it to him. And she's like, but you have, don't give it to him. Just give it to him. And so they came That's in and we, yes, Lord. just trusting God. I said, okay, we're going to do it, you know. And so, because the Holy Spirit said, because you're going to end up with it anyway, so don't worry about Amen. it. Just give it over. <laughs> That's what I Yeah, he said, just give it to him. And so we, they went through and the, and the meeting, and when I walked in the office, I hugged him. I said, my God, you look wonderful. And his lawyer came in and she did a double take. She's like, are you guys sitting together and laughing? And we're just, oh, you know, and the baby. And, and we're just, and they're like, okay, are you here to divorce? Or I don't really understand. <laughs> and so it was the most peaceable experience because the presence of God was actually in the room. Amen. And the, the mediator actually looked at me. He said, I see a light on your face. What is that on your face? <laughs> like, why are you so? I said, you, you'll never understand. Trust me. I, I, I can explain it to you later. And it ended up being a ministry moment for my lawyer and I ended up explaining Amen. to her what Amen. stance that you take over a natural law you know Amen. I say you know the law of God supersedes the law of Florida and I told her I said when my husband returns I'm gonna walk in your office and this house that you're fighting over I'll get the keys anyway I'm gonna walk in your office with Amen. the keys and after mediation this is where I just came from um, we've just had dinner and I, yeah. And so he asked me out to lunch tomorrow. I told him I couldn't Ooh. make it. But, you know, <laughs> God is actually working. So thank you for your prayers. Amen. Isn't God faithful? Isn't God faithful? Mario. Uh, wow, she, she stole my thunder. Wow. <laughs> What, what, can I, what, what, what can I say to top that? No. Um, I, I, I'm excited. Um, uh, God has been speaking to me through the scriptures. Amen. Through, through um, like, it's like a, like a revelation. Uh, one, one thing, uh, almost, um, well, uh, like once a week at least. Like once a week. Uh, lately, uh, he gave me Hebrews 4.12. But it, it, I've read that like maybe a hundred times. But this time it meant something. And, and the spirit spirit enlightened and he said the word is alive it's literally alive and it's full of power and he's like that's what you need he's like you need you need to get back to the scripture so i called the brother over there and i said we're gonna we'll pray we'll 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 try and read a chapter every day Amen. Mi minimum minimum a chapter of the bible every day it's been it's been a struggle but i know i know that that's needed in my in my stand um there's there's uh there's good and bad uh parts to the stand lots of of bouts with uh discouragement seems to be the 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 real bout but uh, I call up other brothers um uh, uh one one uh one thing bad happened was I was in the court and she said something bad and then I had an angry outburst but then I checked myself and I was like I remembered zip Zip, zip, zip. <laughs> Speak, let, let no corrupt communication proceed, but that which is good to the use of edifying. I have to take the high road. Regardless of the slings and the arrows, I got to take the high road. So um, that was one thing. Good news, well, we have two children. Me, uh, we, have, we have two children, and the children told me that they've been going to church. I've also been taking them to my church, Calvary, uh, Calvary Chapel. I see them on Sundays in the little group. They're... they're, they're, they're uh, dancing and laughing with the other children. Um, I'm praying over them. Every, every week I see them, believe me, I'm speaking the scriptures over them. 
and talk and talking to them, having fun with them. And they told me that she had uh, taken them to church. That she's also been like uh, uh, go, bringing the, the bringing the children to hotels. Like she she goes to the hotels to like kind of like a way to escape from you know all the madness. So it's God. The Spirit was showing me that's a good thing. So she's like she's like seeking God. So um, and then also uh, one thing the Spirit uh, enlightened me. First Corinthians chapter twelve, and it's a uh, verse. You can look it up. Verse eight through twelve. And the spirit was like, go ahead and ask me, believe me for a spiritual gift. He's like, just ask and believe. And then I asked him for the gift of tongues, and he gave it to me. So it's just faith, faith, just faith, ask, believe, and, and it happened for me. So, you know, if, that, if that's speaking to somebody, but um, the word, the word is, uh, it's, it's coming alive. And, you know, the, some of the other men in here, we're all standing. We're not giving up. Amen. Praise the Lord. So good to see you. Hi, my name is Yersi. I wasn't uh, really prepared to give a testimony today, but God pressed it on my heart because a lot of things have been happening over the course of the last several months. Um, I have to rewind uh, back to, let's say, September, I guess. Uh, my husband and I share a birthday. And I have the privilege of working for an airlines. Um, so I get to travel uh, free of charge um, to most places. So I purposely took some time off. Um, and my husband willingly went away with me uh, on a week's vacation. Uh, just the two of us. We left the kids at home. We have teenage, well, young adult teenagers. And um, we had a great time. It was a time uh, for us to almost rebuild our friendship. Amen. Um, Amen. And it was extremely peaceful. There was no talk about the past, what was done, where we were going. It was just enjoying the moment. Um, after that week's long trip in uh, Colombia, in South America, we came back and have taken ad an additional three trips since Whoa. then. <laughs> just the two of us, just quick, quick wow. weekend trips. Uh, Adventure trips. Um, now, this is to go to say that back in, I would say, July, he was not talking to me at all. He lives at home. I have an in-home prodigal. And um, through this crazy trial, I've just remained faithful uh, to God's word. Um, surround yourself with others who can encourage you. Um, have a prayer partner. It's important to... Um, to stay strong and not give up, just stay in the word because he is faithful. Um, my husband continues to be at home. Um, throughout the course of the last several months, he has stopped his outings. He was literally going out every day, um, every night with ungodly friends. Um, he goes out on occasion on the weekend, but it is limited uh, tremendously. Um, thank you, Jesus. Um, Amen. The other God thing is, is he is moving, moving big time. Um, so I learned to praise him in the little blessings. Um, the communication at home um, has increased tremendously. At times it's still like we're roommates at home, but I don't let it bother me. I just continue to, to be the wife that God has called me to be. And I believe my husband has seen that uh, little by little. Um, he has continued to just 
show himself like you know like his husband he's not that hostile grumpy um angry person anymore um he is he's changing and i see it um i don't push yeah i don't push anymore about you know let's restore let's fix i just continue just to be the wife and mother um that i'm learning to be so i'm asking god continuously to change me um, and through that, I believe that he is changing my husband as well. Um, this Thanksgiving, um, I had some time off. Uh, I was blessed to have Thanksgiving off because working at the airlines, you don't know, you work weekends, holidays. Um, and I was praying about going to visit his family. I'm very close with his family up in New York. And before I even asked him, he had mentioned, hey, I want to go see my mom for Thanksgiving. Wow. So I said, okay, no problem, and booked the trip, and we were able to go and spend uh, Thanksgiving Day with his parents. Um, and he hasn't seen them in, in quite a few months. Um, the contact with them is, you know, very minimal since the whole separation. My mother-in-law has been praying for us. Um, and she was able to pray for us over dinner. Well, not us directly, but basically just praying for family and unity. And um, she hadn't planned to cook Thanksgiving dinner uh, that day, and I told my husband, let's go anyway, because for my mother-in-law not to cook uh, was a huge deal, because she lives in the kitchen 365 days a year. Um, so I just felt on my heart that we should go spend time with her. And um, we were blessed, like everybody brought a meal, and before we knew it, she was praying on how God provides um, now, she's speaking the word, you know, while my husband is there, you know, God provides, you know, just have the faith of a mustard seed. And, you know, wow. we have to stick together and just have faith. And um, it was a true blessing. So God. I just want to say, don't give up. God is working. Um, believe and trust in him. My name is Tanya, and this is actually my first meeting. Um, I filed for divorce in July because I couldn't handle all the false starts that my husband and I were having. And a week before Thanksgiving, um, I don't even, I know it was the Holy Spirit, but I was in my prayer closet, and I searched something. I don't even remember what it was, and I found your website and devoured it and <laughs> called my mother-in-law the next day and said, I'm stopping the divorce, and um, I um, lost my train of thought. That's okay. Sorry. Um, and then I actually told my husband that day that I was stopping the divorce and dismissing it, and that was right before Thanksgiving. And after listening to all the testimonies and your wisdom on your website. Um, I just decided to listen to the Holy Spirit, and if it came to me to send my husband a text, I love you, we miss you, um, that I would do it and not worry about the response or if there was going to be a response. And um, so all through the Thanksgiving week, uh, my kids and I did a group text, and we included him, sent pictures, we miss you, we love you, um, and sorry. And um, when I would text him separately, he wouldn't respond. And um, I was getting ready for church Sunday um, yesterday, and the Holy Spirit prompted me again, um, Tanya, you love your husband, let him know it. And um, I was like, okay. 
And I sent him a text, and I just said, good morning, I love you. And one thing God's really revealed to me, that just to obey him and not worry about the outcome of what you're going to do. And that's where I've really found peace. And um, so I sent the text yesterday morning, turned the phone off immediately, (laughs) so I wouldn't be looking at it, and um, went to church, um, turned the phone on later. You know, I didn't really look to look because I knew God was in control. And um, last night I was reading and praying and I listened to a couple conference calls that you had recorded and um, couldn't go to sleep till like two in the morning. (laughs) It's funny you said that. Um, And God just said, Tanya, something good is gonna happen tomorrow. And I woke up and I really didn't even look at my phone for a couple hours. And then I looked down and it was my husband and he said, I love you too. Wow, that's a big, a big jump. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you came. Hey there. Hello, my name is Keisha. My husband came home in August. (laughs) Praise God. Um, A month and a half later, the other woman came back around and you know, my husband's still confused, but God is greater than that. Amen. He had plans to leave December 1st. He's still at home. Amen. <laughs> um, God did tell me it was not going to happen. In my husband's head, it's still going to happen, but he knows the God I serve because <laughs> he used to serve him too. Amen. Um, I know it's not my husband. It's the enemy. Amen. My husband is loving. He's kind. He, he's that husband. That he should be, but that stronghold is on him. Um, But through this time of having an in-home prodigal, it has been the most humbling experience. Um, I never fought so hard throughout my whole separation like I have the last two months, but it has been a blessing because I get to see my husband the way God does. Um, He's grown me so much more spiritually, and I can love my husband and it's real, and it's sincere. I don't know how to get angry with him. I, I just don't. And I always get up every day and say, how do I do this? <laughs> but it's, it's amazing. It, it truly is amazing, and God is good. And my husband is not leaving. God Amen. is about to set him free. He is Amen. being set free as Amen. we speak. And I just thank God for it, and I thank God for the humbling experience. And me and my family will be going to Disney World this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. God bless you. Last but not least. Hi, everyone. My name is Pebbles. And just like my name, I am stubborn, just <laughs> like the rock that I am. Um, I had no idea where Stan was. Um, I started early this year, uh, around February, when I found out everything that was going on. But I'm going to shorten it up. So come Thanksgiving, I knew the boys were going to be spending it with my husband. And also, he was bringing the other women to introduce her to the rest of the family. So I I, that. <laughs> I was not having a good day, and I was just like, oh, but Lord, they're, you know, because they're, they're uh, seven-day Adventists, so oh, they follow the, yeah. the Bible, but I was like, wait, but you guys know what adultery is, and you're t- entertaining this, so I just wanted God to, you know, I was like, I'm so righteous, and they are not, and, you know, and just, and this was a replay, and um, after, we had a huge fight that day, um, I just got really nasty because we were in the process of mediation. I said, you know what, it's done. We're not going to go to mediation. You get me to court, we'll do it that way. That night when I got home by myself and the kids were with him, 
I was just angry and I cried out to the Lord and I'm like, but why? What's going on? Why couldn't you let me be the person I was before? Because that person could handle all this and she would know what to do and all this. So he took me to Numbers. Numbers 11. And he's like, you hear them? You hear them telling you? You hear the, the, the Israelis yelling, oh, Egypt was so good and we should have stayed there. That's you. What are you doing? Was it really better for you in Egypt? Were you really a better person there? Oh, and you know what happens after that. Then you just fall on the floor and you're like, you know, and he's so awesome. And he's just so awesome. And you look up and you see his merciful eyes and he tells you, I love you. And I know this is tough. And I know you can't do this on your own strength. So you got to rely on me. And I'm telling you, because that day everybody was like, you guys got, you got to give up on this. Pebbles, he's moving on. He's introducing whatever. So we went to mediation last week over the phone. He's in the military and his deployment as of last week was supposed to be Central America. So he got really nervous and he was sweating bullets and the whole family's praying, whatever. So we went to mediation. I tried to keep a peaceful spirit because I did a, oh, you know, the Holy Spirit did not let me get away with anything. So I had to apologize the next day. And he's like, you're like a totally different person. <laughs> he's looking at me like, he's like, you're peaceful. We're talking. I even let him come inside the house. So he's like, okay, something's going on. Whatever, so we went to the mediation, and he's been really nervous about this deployment. And two days ago, we just found out that they changed his deployment. We thought it would be Texas. It is now Homestead. Oh! So, yeah, so <laughs> I... <laughs> God, it is <laughs> So I just pray, you know, it's crazy, because I had this whole idea, because Central America would put a, a wall between him and the other woman, and, all, and God's like, you can't even try to fathom the ways that I work. Don't do it. Just let it go and let me work. And so, yeah, so let us, let him work. <laughs> now, I'm not going to embarrass you, but where, where is the wedding ring the to block <laughs> all the other men? <laughs> no, we've, um, we never exchanged rings. Oh, all right. All right. You can get I'll just get guest. a little <laughs> tiny one. There's a lot of people that have done many things yeah. to get a tiny <laughs> ring, <laughs> but we you need so you need to know that you know you're married. But we yes, want every other man yes. to know you're married yes. too. Yes. <laughs> amen. 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 Wow, have we been blessed tonight with testimonies? To God be the glory. Well, we're going to sing a song and uh, go right into our teaching. So let's stand up. Let's praise the Lord tonight. But let's remember what we're doing and what this month is. And it is the Lord's birthday because he came down to seek and save the lost. And that's one of your spouse. That's your spouse and a lot of loved ones. So let's sing this silent night. If we had candles, I'd give them to it, but we didn't.
Christmas carols and I've got them playing on in my house and I love them and I hope you are playing with them all playing them also because we need to celebrate our Lord's birth who became Savior and Lord and was willing to die on the cross for all of our sins all of us we are thrilled to have you. We're thrilled to have everybody with uh, live Facebook. And we're thrilled to have you here. And now we're going to open up the Word, and we're going to start studying it for a few minutes to speak to your heart. Let's open up with prayer. Lord, I just praise you and thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of these testimonies. You had a teaching in almost every one of them. We give you the glory, we give you the honor, we give you the praise for all that you're doing behind the scenes in so many of our homes. But Lord, there's many that you are moving in the mountains, on the other side of that mountain that I always stared at. And, and you said that you were slicing that mountain away, that suddenly it would just crumble and Lord, I just pray that you will just help remind every one of these standards that we may not be able to see what is happening, but we need to trust the Lord and believe and believe and believe that it is happening. And then suddenly, at your perfect timing, you are going to re resurrect and restore our marriage to be better 
than it was even at our wedding day. And we'll just give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' precious holy name, I pray. Amen. I want you to know that the title of my teaching is funny, is will you trust and obey the Lord? And if you knew that while everybody was talking, you would be hearing trust and obey. And there is no other way. And if you will look up the song on YouTube, Trust and Obey, you will see that there is no other way to be happy in Jesus. We need to trust and obey. And I tried to sing that song, but and the, where we get our music, they do not have a lot of hymns. So we didn't get it to sing tonight, which is what my desire, heart's desire was. So I'm just telling you, look it up, and you can go back down memory lane. We were younger and sang hymns, and this is a beautiful hymn, and it is what you need to hear and see. Sing it more than once, because God is going to minister to you, because he is a redeemer, and we need to trust, we need to obey and there's no other way. There is no other way. And that is our battle. That's a battle that you and I have in trusting and obeying him to be obedient while your spouse is not home. You know, it's, we say, well, I'll be all fixed. If you will bring my husband home, you bring my wife home, it'll be all perfect. No. If we can't trust and obey and be strong in the Lord now, how can we say we're going to be strong in the Lord then? I learned that. And that's why we say don't give up. Because we need to understand that we must learn that we must trust him now. And we need to trust him when our kids go on to college or get married. We need to trust the Lord for our grandchildren that they're going to grow up to be mighty men of God. And we have to pray for their salvation. We just can't assume it's going to happen. And it goes on and on. So we need to say, not about them, it's about us. And that's what the Lord kept saying to me. It is about you, Charlie. You know, you need to, to change. You need to let me mold and make you to be the woman and the wife and the mother I want you to be. And yes, you were, you were serving the Lord, and yes, you were busy um, ministering. But you know what? We're never to the, where we're supposed to be. I, I just don't be settled and happy with where you are. Strive to be better and more like him. We're to have the attitude and the behavior of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm nowhere near there. And where are you? So are you battling? What we want to do tonight is I want you to start examining your own heart. And we have to say, what is the Lord speaking to your heart? What is the Lord speaking to your heart? What promises is the Lord giving you throughout your praying for marriage restoration? Get that list. Get that. Even put them on a document in your word or whatever you have and get it and write every single scripture the Lord has given you and every maybe every single uh, that you've seen a covenant truck or a swift truck or, or a restoration truck, whatever you've seen, 
whatever howled when you were crying out and when the Lord was hearing you, all of a sudden he gave you a scripture or he gave you something. And I'm saying to you, don't give up on all of those dreams, those visions, what you've all had. Don't give up. See, I think if we give up, then we think that we're going to be happy, we're going to have peace. You will never have peace when you're disobedient to God. And I dare say, I, 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 I pray you don't ever try it, because you will find out Detour Road is where our spouses are on. And many of them were mighty men and women of God and Bible teachers. So they're on a detour road, and they're not, it's not better on a detour road. It is not. So anyway, I want you to say, if you're battling doubt, you're battling unbelief, you're battling that fear of how am I going to get through Christmas this year, with the new people especially, do not worry. Trust in the Lord. And he ask him to make every day to be what he wants it to be. Say, fill my day up. Give me somebody who is a prodigal to talk to at work or at the grocery store. You know, um, my son happens to be at the grocery store, and he told me a story, and it, it made me proud. But I'm just going to tell you a brief point. Is I always am saying I'm giving money to people on the streets or anybody I see. I always and I, I I tell my kids when I'm in the grocery line, there is always somebody usually right be in front of me that does not have enough money for the groceries, and is and that Lord says pay pay what they're short. You know, don't think about it. You just do it. You know, and He's taught me, and it and there's so many Bob. It was great at sitting at a restaurant, and he scopes the place, and all of a sudden, he would say, waitress, come here. You see that couple over there, that older couple? I want you to pay the ticket. I'm paying it. Put it on our ticket. And he was always doing that. So my son recently said there was a man, it looked like a homeless man in front of him when he was getting his groceries. And he said the guy was getting, counting out his change and counting all that he could have, and he didn't have enough. And Tom said, I told him immediately, here, I'll pay it. And I said, you know what? Your dad would be very proud of you because that's what you, he'd been, been trying to teach you guys all along to do that. And that is what we're, the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to be used every day for him. And my question is, are you so self-centered or self-gratification? Or are we so self-righteous? That we, like Phil said, we forget that we're given the opportunity to minister every day. And we don't have a husband or wife telling us not to do it. Because they may not be a believer. So we can go and we can do whatever we want. We're not going to embarrass anybody. Maybe our kids, but, you know. But maybe they'll learn from you. So I am saying We've got a choice every day. And are we doing what we're supposed to be doing while we're alone serving the Lord? And I ask you, are we doing it? What are you, can you help at your church? Can you help at so many ministries? You know, the, uh, there's so many that we give to. And 
and tithe to off our ministry monies. And I want to tell you, I want you to examine your heart this month and say, Lord, how do you want to use me? And will you use me? Will you use me? And let me be blessed to be a bl blessing somebody else. And Lord, I want to be a witness. And whenever you give something or do something, especially, I said to Tom, you say, God loves you. Or Jesus is doing this, not me. You know, do something where God gets the glory. You know, if you do it under secret like Bob often do, you know, you... I don't know how he did it. I think he wrote, God bless you, on the ticket when marked it paid. So it was paid, God bless you, is how Bob did it. But I just want to challenge you. Let us not be in mourning this December. Let us be praising the Lord for who he is and what he, God sent his son. And so I want to just remind you um, before I get into any scriptures, um, we read about who, in Isaiah 9, his names. But let me read the names of the Lord. I am the Father, the Lord God, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, Jesus Christ, Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Good Shepherd, El Roy, Chief Cornerstone, Holy Spirit, Bright and Morning Star, the Son of God, the King of the Jews, Lord of Lords, Jehovah Jireh, he is your provider. Intercessor, he is intercessoring for us. I'll show that in a minute. The branch of righteousness, the light of the world, word of God, teacher. Have him teach you every day. Emmanuel, he's the great physician. Messiah, Lord God of Israel, Son of Man, creator, faithful and true, Savior, the root of David, and Galilean, and he's the way, the truth, and the life. And that's just half of his names. I want you to know who you are serving. He is a mighty, awesome Lord, and he's our Savior, and he is the one that's going to go, and the Holy Spirit is going to speak to your spouse and to your children and to your mom and dad or brother or sister who do not know the Lord. And if they were to die suddenly tonight, you would be praying that they had cried out at the last minute, Lord, help me. We have many. And we must understand that we need to be obedient and do not take the tour roads. There's many people of testimonies we have that took detour roads and married other people, Luz and Fabian. She married two other men. And, and you know what? It, it, and it didn't work. And God spoke to her on Christmas Eve. What a day. What a day God could speak. So we need to pray. God, speak loud. I turn the volume up, Lord, because God said, you need to go home. This is not your husband. So I want you to know that God does speak. And he is faithful. He is not tormenting you for any reason. He wants us to grow in the Lord. So let's, I'm taking um, the obedience. In Jeremiah 7, 23, it says, Walk in all the ways I command you, that it may go well with you. Jeremiah 7, 23. Luke 6, 46 says, 
Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Ouch. That's for me. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Are we examining our hearts yet? Galatians 5, 7 says, You were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the trust? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord. You all know this. You could probably memorize it and say it out loud with our Sunday devotionals, Sunday uh, scriptures we memorize. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. See, we aren't supposed to understand all this. We are to trust the Lord and, and trust him and then be obeying, obey, obedience. And it says, so trust your, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, in all my ways, in all God's ways. Acknowledge him, acknowledge him. Do not keep him a secret in your life. Do your family and friends and brothers and sisters, do they all know you're a believer? Do they know you are fighting for your marriage? You don't want them to know because they're going to say you don't want that jerk back. <laughs> I know. But I am saying to you, you're going to say, but God has spoken to me. Are you willing to speak like that? No, they're going to call you crazy. They call me crazy. Join the club. <laughs> it's a very good club to be part of. And you're standing up for the holiness and righteousness of God. Instead of saying, I can't tell anybody I'm a Christian. You know, I can be a Christian at church, but I can't be a Christian outside church. Well, we got to be a Christian everywhere. Everywhere. So, in John 14, 1, it says, Do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Do not let your heart be troubled. Do not be anxious about anything in Philippians 4. Trust in God. See, what is that saying? Trust in God. Trust also in me. Psalm 62, verse 8. I know you're writing down scriptures so you can highlight them tomorrow. I know normally you would pick two, but I don't. I'm the one that likes scriptures in the devotionals. Psalm 62, 8. Trust in him at all times. Not some of the times, all the times. Oh, people, pour out your hearts to him for God is our refuge. He wants us to pour out his heart. He wants us to cry out to him. He wants us to fall flat on our face when we made a mistake. He wants to hear from us. He wants us to repent. He wants us. First John, um, I'm going to read this to you. First John is an extra one. I, was re I read so many scriptures today and asking God, just... Forgive me for not praying more and more and more. You know, I don't think there's ever going to be enough time for all of us to pray for what we really, really want. But I, I try to pray when I'm doing dishes. Pray, pray without ceasing. That's my goal. And, and then I, I want to say, 
okay, should I fast the TV? Well, I'm not that radical yet, you know. <laughs> but, you know, there are some awesome Christians that do that, and I go, I got to watch the news. I just can't wa not watch the news, you know. So anyway, I'm not there, guys. I told you I'm not there. Verse 7, but if we walk in the light, well, let me start at the beginning here. Verse 5, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light, and in him there is no darkness. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie, and we do not live by the truth, and we're to live by the truth. But if we walk in the light and he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies him from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess, 1 John 1, 9 is where I was going to go to begin with. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and he will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness, and that is our goal, to live and be purified and to be holy and more Christ-like and say, Lord, tell me, while I am on this walk with you, while I picked up my cross and I'm following you, please tell me what you want me to do every day, the little things, the big things, whatever you want to do, tell me to do. You know, may I pray for somebody at work that is having marriage problems, and I don't have to tell them anything. I can just start praying till all of a sudden they, God sends them to me. You know, I, you don't have to risk that you want it, you're, you've got to, you're going to get in trouble with the government, but you know what? We've got to take a risk because we cannot be silent about our Lord and Jesus Christ and our Savior, our King of kings and Lord of lords. If we don't identify that we're, we're believers, he won't identify us when we stand before him. I never knew you. So anyway, I want you to think about that. I want us not to, to trust and obey and, and trust in him. Jeremiah 17, 7 was very, God gave it to me in two different places today. I have a plaque in my kitchen. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, who confidence is in him. That's a good word, confidence. We must have confidence. We must sell out to our Lord. Another example of trusting and obeying is Abraham when he was told to take his only son up the mountain to the region of Moriah and we to sacrifice his only son. Now, would you be obedient? No, I don't know. I, would, I thought about that today. Take my eight grandchildren and one of them? Oh, you know, the obedience that he knew and trusted that God could bring him back to life again. Do you believe? We have to walk on a narrow road and we want to say, Lord, I want to be act and, and be willing to do something like that. I want to obey you when it sounds crazy what you're telling me to do. And he will. He'll tell you to do crazy things. But that's good. That's especially good. I know it's hard to be alone on Thanksgiving. I know it's hard to be alone for Christmas or with, when the kids go away and this is the Christmas. You don't have the kids. I know it's hard. But I know if you will ask God to use you, he's going to use you in a way and ask him, what do you want me to do? Ask, ask him, not your friends. 
That's the secret. That is the secret. You know, we got to realize that our intercessor is our Lord Jesus Christ. He's on the right side of our Heavenly Father. And I re have a book that I gave my, um, our prayer partners, and his name is Rick Renner. And my pastor said that he loved this devotional book. And Rick Renner is a missionary to Russia, and he writes devotionals. And, but he does it with sparkling gems with Greek interpretation. So if you want to learn Greek, then you can get this. And uh, we, I love it. So it says, and Rick Renner wrote at the one of, it's Jesus is our intercessor. I read it. And it says, this is the very bottom in bold print. As our high priest, Jesus understands everything you and I will ever face. He can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities because Jesus is aware of our infirmities and our limitations. He has assumed the role of our intercessor as our personal advocate, counselor, or attorney. He pleads us. He is our personal advocate, counselor, attorney, and Jesus pleads our case before the Father and lays them to our rightful and lays claim to our rightful rights. So he is standing there being our attorney in everything we say or do and, and, and cry out for him. So we've got to talk to him and not be silent. Oh, we can pray prayers, but if you're alone, why not even speak the word out loud and say, Satan, the word says, just like Matthew 4 says, Jesus spoke out loud, Satan, flee from me or flee from my husband, flee from my children in the name of Jesus. And you know, imagine. Now, we got another testimony today that I re received, and I just want to read it to you. I didn't know I was going to have so many, but I'll read this one also. I've always said it is not what life gives you. She's from California. That makes or breaks you. It's how you receive it. I must admit I would not have asked to be placed in this situation. Amen to that one. I think you all agree with me. However, today I can tell you that I'm grateful that God entrusted me with my circumstances. Why would I say this? Because I have learned to hear God's voice. And we talked about that tonight, haven't we, already? I've already loved his word. I have always loved his word and accepted it as his voice. However, today I can tell you I heard him say my name. When my husband left, I all but audibly heard, heard God say, this time he is mine, and all the glory will go to me. It was as if God said, surrender him he is to me. Let him, me fight this battle for you, and you will hold your peace. In the past, I found myself pleading with God and telling him what I thought he needed to do. That's manipulation, I think. Today, I can say... I spend time listening. There are four things God has asked me to do. Now, here's the four. Wait on him, rest in the Lord, trust the Lord, and be still and know that I am God. Amen. So what we want to do is that when we go to Luke chapter 1, which is one of my favorite chapters, I'm going to paraphrase some of these scriptures in here and not read all the scriptures to you tonight. But if you've ever been around us, you know Zechariah. 
that was, Elizabeth was going, not had a baby. And, but, but God's timing is always perfect. And in Luke 1, verse 11, then an angel of the Lord appeared to Zechariah at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was startled because he was in the Holy of Holies at that moment. And he was gripped with fear, but the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of God. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said, praise the Lord, hallelujah, I believe. I was just going to say, have you not read the first chapter of Luke yet? <laughs> he did not say that. He did not. He said, how can I be sure of this? Dear standers, how many have you said, how do I know you're going to restore my marriage? How do I know? How do I know? Well, how many times in different ways has he spoken to you? How many times does he have to speak to you to tell you you only should believe him one time? An angel only came once for Zechariah. But there was a consequence to his doubting, to his lack of faith, to his disobedience of not believing an angel before him. And the angels got mad and said, I am Gabriel. Now, I want to tell you when many years ago in a small office that we were at that had a piano, and this was when we were a baby ministry. I jumped up on that, on that piano bench, and I said, I'm standing with Gabriel. Now, will you please believe that any one of these scriptures, any one of these scriptures, is God speaking to you? Don't doubt. Believe. Believe. And the angel said, I'm Gabriel, and I stand in the presence of God, and I've been sent to speak to you and to tell you the good news. And now you're going to be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. Dear Sander, get that scripture. At the proper time, God's perfect timing. But if you have got depressed and discouraged and defeated, if you are just in a, you're not praising the Lord, you're just going on with life, but you're not having that intimate time with the Lord to listen to what he wants you to do today and tomorrow. If you don't spend that time, he wants you to listen to him. He wants you to turn your heart to the Lord. And he says, believe at the proper time. His proper time is going to be awesome. 
And will you praise the Lord in the midst of that? Now, then there's Mary. And Mary was a young teenager. And in the birth of Jesus, it's, he says to her, in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin. We're in verse 27. To a man named Joseph, a descendant, and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. Do you know you are highly favored? I want you to believe that with all your heart and mind. Did I feel highly favored when I divorced my husband? No, I did not. Did I feel Holy Spirit conviction immediately afterwards? Yes, I did. I cried and sobbed, and, and God had to hit me over the head. But he sent, he know, you know my testimony. He sent people to my church to testify their restored marriage. But he said, you're highly favored. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. And Mary said, how will this be when, since I'm a virgin? And the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. The Son of God came to seek and save. And we want to understand that God is faithful. We need to understand that we have a choice of how we respond to everything that is happening in our life. We can trust and we can obey or we can disobey. This is a J for Jesus. He is the answer. O is obedience, and Y is yield and surrender to the Lord. Will you yield and surrender to the Lord? My, our pastor was out of town this week, and a pastor came and was an evangelist, and he gave a story, and I'm just going to give a short story at this end. And he, was, he travels all over. And he was traveling, and he had his mind of what he was going to do and get in the airplane and do everything. And he walked beside a man that was older man, and he was, could not get this cup lid on this coffee, and he saw him struggling. People kept passing him by, and no one paid. No one stopped to help this poor little man. And so anyway, he went past him, and the Holy Spirit said, you're not going to go help that man? And he goes, I want you to go help that man and put that cup of coffee on it there. Minister to him. So he went back and he put that cup of coffee lid on. And he says, hey, let's sit down and talk. And so he started talking to him. And I'm giving you the short version. But he started talking to him. He said, Jesus loves you. Do you know the Lord? And so forth and so on. And he says, and he started crying. And he says, I was a pastor. And I left my family. I left my church. I lost everything. And when he said that, I thought, how many of our prodigals that disobey God 
are going to be like that man that is by themselves because they've lost everything due to disobedience. And that's why we must pray that Jesus is the answer for our husbands and our wives. And we must stand in the gap and sacrifice our time and all that we want to pray for our husbands and wives to come to and back to the Lord. They're enslaved in sin right now. But there's a lot of husbands and wives that have gone, gone on with their life into a second marriage when they knew they shouldn't have done it. They just gave up. And I'm saying, obey. Obey the Lord. Because your husband or wife, you were not given all these promises to not have something happen. But we must yield our life to the Lord every day and say, Lord, what do you want me to do today for you? And maybe just put a lid of coffee, a lid on a cup of coffee for somebody that's older at Chick-fil-A or they drop something and you bend down and pick it up and say, God loves you. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing? There are so many opportunities that we can hold a door open for somebody. There's so many opportunities. We can pick up something for a mother that's got three children and they're all running around. Ask God, what am I to do? And then say, Lord, I am choosing to wait for you to bring my husband or wife home at the proper time. Lord, we just praise you and thank you. Thank you, thank you for your word. Thank you that if we up, look up all the words on trust, we would spend a week studying it. Thank you for the word about obedience, that we must obey every day, even in our lives. And Lord, we mess up so many times, because I do. And Lord, I just pray that you will touch each of us to be more like you, and that we will truly celebrate Christmas in as many ways as we can, taking our neighbors or older friends or older people or some, my mom, the dad, friends of somebody to church with us. May we be the witnesses. May we be the one to proclaim that Jesus Christ came down on earth to be willing to be a babe and grow up and be willing to walk and talk with the fishermen. Not somebody big, and not like a doctor or a lawyer, but with the fishermen, and take them and go proclaim city to city, touching and healing the sick, and casting out demons, and, and telling them Jesus loves you. But he also tells us how to live, and we need to examine our hearts and lives, Lord, if we're really living the way we're supposed to. Lord, help us change our attitude, change our tongue, change our mind, renew our mind, give us clarity of mind, remove the fog, the confusion, and give us the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. And that is why we're going to be able to stand and praise the Lord throughout Christmas and, and open up the new year with, Lord, what is my assignment for this year? And what is my year, yearly scripture for the year? What do you want to say to me? And may I obey you in your will and in your way. 
And we just thank you, Lord, for everyone you've brought here. Thank you for all the ones that are going to listen to this, see, um, this teaching uh, tomorrow afternoon. And Lord, most of all, we thank you for everybody that is tuned in from around the world. Lord, touch them. Heal their wounded, broken heart and, and make them have, allow them and seek the Lord to have the joy of the Lord, which will be their strength and that they can do it. There's nothing, nothing is impossible with God and nothing is too hard. And Lord, we'll just give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit RejoiceMinistries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.